Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com, the independent voice of UNC Sports. Brought to you by JohnnyTShirt.com, the go-to provider for all your Tar Heel gear. For Inside Carolina, this is Taylor Vipolis, and as always, I'm joined by Tar Heel Letterman and current Tar Heel radio analyst, Deems May. Deems, thank you once again for joining us. It was great to finally meet you this weekend in Chapel (laughs) Hill. What were your overall thoughts from Carolina's much-needed win against the Duke Blue Devils? Well, it's yeah, it's a lot, lot more fun this week for sure. Um, I tell you, just kind of trying to collect your thoughts and 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 where we sat last week at this time and 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 where we are right now. And I think um, I think the best part about it was that some, you know we we talked about it on the pregame show uh, about somebody stepping up and making a play and. Um, you know, of course, uh, of course, it turns out to be Chaz, but there was there was a bunch going on down there, and and the whole the whole year, the, the fans have done their part, and then and and the student section have done their part, and, and we've been right there, and somebody needed to make a play, and um, you know, it just felt like deja vu with the Virginia Tech game last year when uh, when Javante went up and fumbled the ball, and you knew that ninety eight yards, and you knew there was not going to be a field goal, and we found a way to make a play and and get a win in front of a, a packed house with over a hundred recruits and, and we just needed that more than anything. I gotta be honest. I, I don't know. Uh, you, you gotta, you, you gotta just think about, you know, I hate, you know, hypotheticals, but if, if we don't make that stop there, if Chaz doesn't make that stop right there, I just, I just don't see a winning season. I, I just don't see how we were, could recover from back to back weeks of, of, of six overtimes and then and two yards away from, putting the game away and ended up losing. I just don't know if we could have recovered from that. Fortunately, uh, Chaz made the play. Fortunately, uh, Cutcliffe got very arrogant with his play calling. Um, I mean, there's 150 different plays you could run. And and bootleg's the first thing I thought. I looked at my son and said, they're going to run boot right to the wide side of the field and, and he's going to walk in. And uh, fortunately, his arrogance and and he tried to tried to do something cute that would have put him on Sports Center instead of winning the game. And and we were the recipients of, uh, of a horrible play call. There will be talk for a lot. And Chaz Surratt and two other guys were right there in the line, and Coach Bateman called it. And I tell you, it's just uh, just a whole different circumstance from where we were a week ago, and and, and a lot more fun. And makes this week uh, Saturday night against UVA just huge, and and probably the biggest game in Keenan in many many years. Yeah, this win felt like a season-altering type of win, and I'm not sure the team last year wins this game, and. I'm not sure the team two years ago wins this game. I think that team finds a way to lose. This team found a way to win. Do you think that kind of speaks to the fact that Mac Brown has these guys believing in themselves again? Yeah, I, I do. I think I think it's that. I think you know, a lot of it has to do with the quarter with our quarterback and 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 our linebacker and Strobridge stacking up and, and some guys making a lot of plays. We just, I mean, it, it is what it is. We just did not have any kind of any kind of quarterback play last year. And you just – it's hard to – apples and oranges here when, when you compare Sam Howell. But that fourth down throw, 
uh, down in the, in the end, I mean, going in before the fumble was, it might've been his best throw of the year. I mean, that was just a seed on the money. We converted a fourth down, should have won it right there, but those type of things don't happen last year. So really kind of hard to com- compare. Um, but you know, the quarterback is such a, a huge, you know, position in, in, in any level of football. And, and he has just made a huge difference, even on an off night. He, he, he didn't have it too much. He missed a tight end on a wheel route. He'll be the first to tell you about it, but Man, he just never, never blinks, and, and and that's what you have to have. And eventually, they're going to fall your way. And and how about the crowd, Taylor? I mean, two two false starts that Cutcliffe tried to, to blame on shifting. People have been shifting forever, but that was our crowd on fourth and one, you know, and hold them to three, and then and then fourth and inches and make them punt. Those are those are big, big plays in, in a three point game. And, and just kudos to our crowd for being loud in student section. Uh, between this and the Miami and Clemson game, it's as good as a, as atmosphere in ACC. The atmosphere in Keenan Stadium, I agree, has done a complete 180 this season. And besides the quarterback play, I would say one thing that changed in this matchup, I thought this team, they came out inspired. Normally in these in-state matchups, we've questioned, you know, the toughness and the physicality of UNC's team. But I thought they brought it on Saturday. Yeah, I tell you, we we ran the ball well, all three. We, we've talked about it so much, you know, ad nauseum on, on the three. Well, why is this guy only getting five carries? Why is it, They're all going to have to come through. And and now that you know, I just love the rotation. Go with a hot hand, and and, and Antonio came in and just he's been he's been great. Eventually, in a, in a twelve game season of of games that have been decided by on the last play, seven seven out of eight, you got to have some fresh legs. And I tell you, our, our offensive line, the move at guard, we we ran the ball well. And on the flip side, where I thought we got pushed around by by Virginia Tech up front, our, our defensive line responded, got after the quarterback, and caused some fumbles and, and had some sacks and, of course, made the big play at the end. And, and I, I just – you, you kind of got a feel for, you know, what we can be when we play, you know, up to our potential. And, and we seem to feed off that crowd like everybody does when they're home. And, gosh, if, uh, you know, we'd have played that way up at Virginia Tech, then, then it'd be a whole different story right now. But it is what it is, and, and we're two games away from a bowl, and I'm going to stick with that as, as a goal for this team. And, and uh, we got to find a way to get two out of four. Yeah, I think we're starting to finally see – a healthy Antonio Williams. I think there was kind of some question marks if he was completely healthy towards the middle stretch of the season. I think he's healthy and he looked as good as ever. But Javante Williams, Michael Carter, Antonio Williams, they combined to rush for 229 yards on Saturday. And I thought the impressive part of that number was 180 of those yards came after contact. And while they all have, you know, very different running styles, they all share the same trait that they're pretty tough to bring down. Yeah, I agree. And, and, and you know, I think there's some rumors that we could get some guys back up front, maybe Polino. You, you never know. But um, any kind of depth we can sustain and, and these younger guys that are coming off a little bit more, we got a tough one coming in. And, and anytime you can rotate running backs, like you can rotate defensive linemen. I mean, we keep comparing Clemson, Alabama, those guys that are on top on how they rotate those defensive linemen. That really wears down the offensive line. Well, you rotate running backs like that, and you're pounding those guys. Those linebackers from Duke and those defensive ends from Duke, they were pretty good. And but at the end of the game, they they were they were getting dragged pretty well. And um, that's just you know six pairs of legs coming at you for sixty minutes. Yeah, I don't I don't envy the job that Robert Gillespie has trying to figure out who to go with. But I guess at the same time, it's it's not that bad of a problem knowing whoever you're going to put in there is going to get you a lot of tough yards. But I thought also. Part of the physicality we saw, I thought for Carolina's defense, this was the linebackers' best game to date between Chasserat, 
uh, Dominique Ross creating turnovers. Jeremiah Gemmel was in the backfield multiple times, sacking the quarterback. What did you think about their performance as a unit? Yeah, it was good to see uh, Ross in there and, and playing very well. But, I mean, you, you just got your starts and it starts and finishes with 21. Um, I mean, we've talked about him and seen he seems, seems to get better every week. He's starting to tackle more surely, still closes closes on the ball as, as good as any linebacker we've had since Zach Brown. I really believe that. I mean, his speed and his closing speed is is incredible. Um, when he when he does see that running back with the ball or that receiver coming with the ball, he's making a lot of plays. But uh, I think the stat that sticks out the most is 41 tackles, 41 tackles in the last three games for Surratt. That's that's insane. Those are uh, Luke Keekley Boston College numbers right there. If you really want to get down to it, 41 in three games is insane. And and um and he was a hero, you know. And and he's just been my favorite player this year. And I'm gonna stick with that. And he's gonna make and, and and a lot of people probably don't see him. He's running down on kickoffs too. And I tell you. Uh, it just says a lot, and you know these, these scouts and these pro scouts, and I, I know them. I know what they look at. They look at these guys play to play, how they close, good football IQ, and, and are they willing to, to to play special teams? And and he's the first one down on kickoffs, and 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 one of the bright spots on the kickoff team. And our special teams need some work. We Duke, Duke beat us pretty up on with their punt team and our punt return, and those are some things I'm sure we, we, we're going to need to work on uh, this week before UVA comes in. How fitting did it feel? that Chaz Surratt would be the one to intercept the jump pass because he kind of comes full circle. He was originally committed to Duke, switched his commitment to North Carolina. He started a game at quarterback against Duke, you know, throws a a game ceiling interception that goes in favor of the Duke Blue Devils. And then he comes back almost like a storybook ending and intercepts the final uh, Duke's final offensive play. Yeah, I tell you, it is. It's it's the whole, the whole season, the whole turnaround for him has has been, just something that's been so well documented and deservedly so. He's just been an incredible player, and it, it, it shows. It just shows the commitment to to his teammates in his school that he was willing to to try a new position, and he didn't cut and run and and end up playing you know quarterback at a smaller school. He wanted to stay at at Carolina, get his degree from there, and not only is going to get his degree, he's going to he's going to play a long time in the NFL. And then the reason he was in the right spot on the pop pass, I want to kind of talk about that for a second. Jay Bateman, he calls a timeout when he sees Duke's formation. He brings them in the huddle, and he says, watch the pop pass. And the last time Duke ran the pop pass was 2016. What do you think that kind of says to the level of smarts and football knowledge that Jay Bateman is bringing to this North Carolina defense? Yeah, it's pretty obvious that that he is a he is a, a game a game tape studier. I mean, if you're going back that far and – and you recognize the position, and, and I think it I think it stemmed some from maybe there when when Duke and Army played, and something just popped in his head when he saw that. And it's just you got to have a good football IQ, and you got to have a good memory. And it's obvious he studied a lot of tape and 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 saw the formation. And I, I think the thing that really blew, blows more people away that saw it was just how bad the call was. But we had two more guys behind Chaz, <laughs> and and I you know who knows if they would have uh, called it or knocked it down or whatever, but. Chaz still had to make an athletic play. Uh, the ball, I think, bounced off of him. He jumped and it was low, and he somehow came up with it. Or, you know, we're, we're in overtime, and, and we saw how that went. And I think everybody would have been just – I don't know what would have happened there. But, man, we just deserved that break, and, and, and we fought, and we've been so many close games, and, and he still had to make that catch, which, which was even more impressive. Okay, let's take a quick break here so I can remind everybody about Johnny T-Shirt. Family and alumni owned and operated since 1983, they've become the go-to store for Carolina apparel. 
They've got your Carolina football shirts, your Carolina football jerseys, your Carolina hats, your tailgating supplies. You want it, and I'm sure they've got it there at Johnny T-Shirt. It's going to be a packed house this Saturday in Keenan Stadium against UVA. Sold out game. So if you're going to the game, be sure to stop by Franklin Street and get your gear. I was checking the weather earlier for Saturday's game, and it's going to be about 50 degrees at kickoff. So you know what? Get yourself a UNC hoodie or jacket from Johnny T-Shirt to wear to the game. If you can't make it to Chapel Hill, you can visit them online at johnnytshirt.com. And don't forget, Inside Carolina subscribers get 10% off their orders. All right, let's get back to Deems. Now, Carolina, seven of their eight games have been decided by six points or less. Have you ever seen anything like this? And, you know, how do you think Carolina having played all these close games and having all these different late game scenarios will kind of help them as they go on through the year? It's got to help, doesn't it? I mean, you've seen just about everything from – you know, from a two-point play to, to almost beat the, the number one team in the country to to missing field goals and, and two-point plays and back up third-string quarterbacks, you know, throwing passes that they've never thrown before and never will throw again. Uh, everybody just making a play against you and, and that just don't seem to make it against anybody else. And I tell you, if that doesn't seize you and get you, it gets you battle battle ready, I mean, this this team is battle-tested and, and nothing that can happen uh, from here to the end of the game after the NC State game is going to be a surprise. It's it's really not. They, they've seen it all. They're going to get everybody's best shot, and they got to know that by now. The thing that, that this is a little bit encouraging is, or a lot encouraging is, is the possibility of, of getting some players back and, and building a little bit of depth and getting a leader back on the offensive line no matter what position they put him in. And 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 some of these younger guys that are got some good confidence from, you know, rushing for over 200 yards against – I think it's a very good Duke team. I tell, you, I tell you, their corners were good. They did get beat a lot, but they pressed the whole game. And I tell you, that's 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 unusual in college. It's unusual for a team that recruits like Duke to be able to match up and, and go out there and, and press coverage. And they got beat a couple times, obviously, twice on, on long ones. But for the most part, they made it tough on Sam. And um, and that, that was pretty pretty good defense that I saw that, that beat Virginia Tech in, in Blacksburg by 28 points. So – Credit to our offensive line for getting a little bit salty and and having some fun and get ready for a rivalry game and and I just got to believe it's it's got to lend to confidence and it's got to lend to 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 the, the battle testing this we have right now that that we're ready for just about anything coming our way um for the remainder of the season. This Saturday now North Carolina plays Virginia and it's a battle of the two teams tied atop the coastal. How if you're North Carolina do you now turn the page and start getting focused on Virginia after exerting so much energy and so much emotion into the Duke game? Do you think that's something that Carolina fans should be worried about or how do you think North Carolina will approach that? No, I think I think last week I think a 4-hour bus ride home after after a 6 overtime game um uh, had to be tougher than anything you'll see this year as far as being down and being able to get back up. And the fact of the matter is this game, you, you know, ended at about 8 o'clock or 7.30 or whatever, and, and, the, and the guys were home and, and got to sleep in their own bed and get up and, and get back into the routine. So since I think positively, you know, how we responded against the rivalry after just a, a, a tough, I mean, a heartbreaking six-overtime loss, I think the win is going to get them even more excited and throw on top of that, you know, our crowd that's going to be there early and loud and, and sold out in a 7.30 game to 
to be on top of the coastal, I, I just would, I would re- really be disappointed if we came out flat. I really would. I think that would be, that would blow me away, especially with all this on the line. And, and the fact of the matter is you're not very, we're not, we're not a great team. And, and I, I think we're a good team. I don't think we're very good. Um, we're certainly not great. Uh, we've got to do a lot of things right. And, and, and if we think that we're going to just show up because we beat a bad Duke team, you know, that almost came in and, and, and beat us on, on, on a 98-yard drive, our defense got to look at it themselves too. Nine, they gave up 98 yards, you know, pass interferences and things like that. But the fact of the matter, they gave up 98 yards and, and got bailed out by a great play and, and an arrogant call. So I just can't imagine us being cocky right now because we're just not good enough to be cocky, but we're good enough to win every game we have. But we have to be ready to play from the get-go. Okay, let's take one last quick break for a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, we're back. Now, you had mentioned it a little earlier before, but I just wanted to go a little further in depth with it. Carolina, we're starting to see some names start to come back on the depth chart from people who were injured earlier in the season. Um, Guys like Miles Wolfolk and Trey Morrison and in the upcoming weeks, maybe Nick Polino. How big would this be for Carolina to get these players back for the home stretch of the season? Anybody in the secondary will will be incredibly big. I mean, uh, just for the just for the experience, the depth. Um, I mean, you know, Storm. I think he went out in the first series, and and he was, I you know, he was the best playing corner at the time of that. And somehow, you know, I think Duke threw thirty five back shoulder throws, you know, on both of our corners, and we still ended up, you know, coming out with a win. So you get Wolfhook back, or or you get any you trade back. I mean, anybody back in that secondary just to have some depth and spell some guys if if they run two goes on them or two long passes and they put their hand up and have somebody to come in there where they, where they're not, you know, gassed on third down after, after covering for so long. And anytime you can get a senior leader like Polino, and I don't know where he is in his rehab either, but it sounds positive, you know, put him, plug him in in some spots, especially if we get some of these young guys struggling against a, against a really good UVA team against a good pit team that, that really gets after the quarterback big. I just you can't you can't say enough how one more experienced body on that offensive line can do nothing but just help out tremendously. Virginia Cavaliers at the North Carolina Tar Heels Saturday, 730. If it's anything like UNC's past games, it's going to be close. All indications are saying it's going to be close on the ACC network. Deems, thanks for stopping by and talking with us and we'll catch you next week. All right, bud. See you. Thanks for listening to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com. Brought to you by johnnytshirt.com. 
where to go for your next Tar Heel gear purchase. What's up, y'all? This is four-time NBA champ Andre Iguodala. Yo, and this is his best friend, the Ohio State legend, Evan Marcel Turner the first. Every Wednesday, we drop a new episode on our show, Point Four. We're talking basketball, business, and all the culture in between. From locker room stories to some basketball analysis from those who've been in the game. Now, it is a do-bad. Do average 29 and 11. God, what it take to be an all-star? A win. Subscribe to Point Four, the podcast, so you don't miss a thing.